Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. All right, we are live on YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Welcome to another live recording of the Managing Partners Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Ronald. Ronald, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And real quick, uh, my name is Kevin Daisy. I'll be your host. I'm also one of the founders of Array Digital. We are a digital marketing firm that only works with law firms. So if you need help with digital marketing, please keep us in mind. Go check out ArrayLaw.com. So Ronald, thanks for coming on. You're coming from Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. That's right. Go Buckeyes. Go Buckeyes. All right. Well, tell us all a little bit about your journey, your background, and how you became the managing partner of your firm. Starting your intro. Yeah, so I went to Ohio State Law School. I graduated in 2006. I went to Vanderbilt University undergrad. So I moved from Nashville to Columbus in 03. I'm originally from Cleveland, so I was very familiar with Ohio and Columbus. And during law school, I had an opportunity to clerk at several firms. I even had the opportunity to clerk for a federal judge on an externship basis up in Cleveland. And so I was Dipping my toe in the legal field, um, as they say, uh, working at small firms, medium firms. I even, summer after my second year of law school, I was a summer associate, rather large insurance defense firm that has a regional presence. During my third year of law school, I was speaking with my buddies in the library during a study session, and we were kind of talking about our career paths and where we were going and where we were headed. And one of my friends was uh, suggested that, you know, if, if I wasn't too happy with the corporate law path or the big law path that I look into family law. And he was a good friend of mine. We, we spent a lot of time together and he was like, you know, all, all of us go to you for relationship advice. And we talked to you about our relationships and significant others and that whole area of our lives. And have you ever thought about, you know, family law, divorce law, custody, you, you seem to, you would, you'd be a natural fit. And I was at the time thinking to myself, you know, that's not where I really pictured myself. I, I pictured myself more big law, corporate law, but I ended up applying for a job at a family law firm in Dublin, Ohio, a suburb north of Columbus. And I also was waiting for a big firm offer in Cleveland. And I was trying to decide did I want to take the big firm offer in Cleveland or the family law firm offer in Dublin. And I ended up picking the family law firm offer in Dublin, staying there a year, year and a half. I kind of call it my residency year. And then I met a gentleman um, who was three or four years ahead of me. Uh, a little bit more experience. And the two of us uh, joined together and started our firm in July of 2007. Six years later, we uh, parted ways and I became the managing partner of my firm, Petrov Law Offices. We currently have five full-time family law attorneys and three support staff. Awesome. So uh, yeah, everyone, if you're listening, uh, checking out the episode, uh, Petrov Law, check out the uh, website, offer.com as well as go visit his website. More about Ronald. Now, so yeah, go to, uh, check out the website, learn a little bit more about them. Actually, there's a nice little video in front, too, that's special about the firm. Um, so, I was going to ask that next is, you know, so you specialize in family law. Um, what are all kind of, you know, what does that encompass as far as the different criteria that you guys specialize in? Yeah, I mean, that's a great that's a great question because um, a lot of people just think that they don't really know when you say family law what that entails. But the large portion of the cases are divorce, divorce with children, divorce without children, or dissolution with children, dissolution without children. A dissolution is a party-driven agreement. It's an amicable resolution to dissolving a marriage. Divorce is more of the litigation counterpart where um, you, it's a, like a lawsuit. You file a complaint. The other side has 28 days to file an answer and or a counterclaim, and you go down the litigation route. So th- that's a vast majority of our cases. But 
In Ohio, if you're not married, when you give birth to a child, the mother has default sole custody. So the laws in Ohio are a little different. Um, right. Some would say antiquated when it relates to um, giving birth out of wedlock. Those cases are called juvenile custody cases. And fathers in Ohio who, get, who have children out of wedlock have no legal rights. So they have to hire attorneys or attempt to file the paperwork themselves in juvenile court in the county in which the child or the mother resides. So that makes up a pretty significant chunk. Either the fathers hire us to establish legal rights or the mothers hire us to defend their legal rights. So that's called juvenile custody. Then of course there's adoption, prenups. We do, a, we have a healthy appellate practice for, for cases that actually end up getting tried by a judge and then appealed to an appellate district court. We also do grandparents' rights abuse, neglect, dependency. When the county comes in, children's services and takes children away from family, we do what's called civil protection orders, typically known as what are called restraining orders. If there's a marital dispute or violence in the house and one of the spouses or a family member needs to be separated, we do cases like that as well. Um, and then there's like small, smaller niche, uh, like subspecialties like military divorce or high conflict custody cases. That makes up a lot of our cases. Okay. Excellent. Thanks for for getting the details on that. So um, I think sometimes people, family law, obviously uh, attorneys, I think have a better understanding of that. But I think the general public who may be saying, I, I'm not really sure what's all in there. Is it wills in the state planning or is it right. trust? You know, what all does it mean? So <laughs> Right, right, right. We get questions about school law all the time and that's not our specialty. That's good. You got to specialize. You got to have a focus. So that's good. So next question really is, you know, you, you have the specialties that you work on, mostly in the divorce, it sounds like, how do you get, what are some of the ways that you're gaining clients, uh, getting in front of the clients and getting them in the, the door to talk to you? Right. So it's it's really a, uh, it's like the rule of three. It's like a third, a third, a third. So now we've been, we've, we're starting our 15th year of practice. So a third of our clients are, are either repeat business. One of the areas of law that I failed to mention that actually is a very healthy share of our cases is called post-decree modification uh, or post-decree enforcement. So these are people who've been through the legal process, who have been divorced, who've had a child custody adjudication, and they want to modify it. They want to change it. So these are either repeat customers, as you will, or other people who've been to other lawyers and come to us for modifications. Similarly, post-decree enforcement means you have an, a, a judgment or adjudication or an agreement and the other side's not following it. And so you need to enforce that order by taking that to court. So that's a very healthy part of our practice. So that, those, those people tend to be repeat business or word of mouth. Another third of ours is digital marketing, digital advertising, like, you know, Google pay-per-click, Avvo, super lawyers, uh, things like that, podcasts. We, we, have a, some, we used to do a lot more with media, uh, podcasts, uh, nice. print media, et cetera. But, and then the final third is other professionals. I like that. So, and, and what'd you call that? The a third, a third, a third? Yeah, the rule of three. I like that. Well, I'm glad you're doing the, the middle part where, which is what we do is, yeah, you got to advertise. You have to be found. You know, you have to be there. I think, you know, you can't be at a referral. You just can't. That's the best way, but you also can't really scale with, with only right. referrals. So, yeah. So you got to be there when someone's looking for you. So that's good to hear that you guys are doing those things. Uh, but you mentioned some SEO, I think backstage when we were talking uh, with your domain and how long you've had it and things like that. So those are all important pieces to consider for sure. So it sounds like you guys are doing well. You said you have five attorneys, correct? That's right. Yep. Uh, what, you know, really what's, what's the, uh, the next two to five years look like? What are some of the growth plans, things that you want to accomplish? You know, now that really, you know, you've kind of parted ways with your partner, 
what, what's your focus? What's your growth plans? So um, our, our growth plan here right now, we've been in our same spot for about 15 years. Uh, we're, our, our lease expires at the end of the uh, middle of 2023. We're toying with um, making that sort of every firm has this internal conversation where, you know, in the early 2000s, late 90s, you know, the, the saying was any real law firm was downtown near the courthouse, right? Well, through uh, over the years, variety of, you know, technology, remote learning, remote working, now a lot of firms are moving out to the suburbs. So one of our internal discussions is whether or not we're going to stay here downtown, you know, blocks from the courthouse in the most populous county in the state of Ohio, which is the sixth most populous state in the country. People are sometimes surprised to hear that or learn that. But, you know, we have the, the 3C corridor, which are three of some of the biggest and uh, most successful cities in the country here, Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati. Or do we move to the suburbs and kind of get out of downtown? So we're toying with that. Both have pros and, and cons. Uh, the other issue is, so family law firms, especially in, in central Ohio, there are very few that are more than five attorneys. I mean, a lot of them are solo practitioners or partners, few and far between that have multiple attorneys, six, seven, eight, nine attorneys. So our growth plan, you know, our sweet spot is probably about a total employment base of about 11 or 12 with six attorneys, including my my current business partner and I and six support staff. So 12 is about the sweet spot. And I think that's that's a lot of family law cases. Right now we have about, you know, 246 and we can't, we can't, it's like drinking out of a fire hose right now. <laughs> that sounds like a lot. Well, that's very, I mean, that's interesting kind of your, your thoughts around that and uh, about moving to a different location. I'm sure your cost would, would go down potentially by doing that. Is there a place maybe in between like the, the three biggest cities there, the areas is they're kind of a sweet spot in between where you can kind of work more cases, you know, in that yeah. in between? That's the suburb that we were thinking about moving to is called New Albany. It's in the, it's northeast of Columbus, about 25 minutes away. That's a good uh, a segue. I, you know, we there are 88 counties in Ohio. Obviously, if you're licensed in the state of Ohio, you can practice in all 88. We have cases in about 53. A lot of my colleagues and clients are surprised to learn that we travel two two and a half hours away for court sometimes. If it if it works for the client, it's sometimes cost prohibitive. But if it works for the client and they're willing to to pay for our travel time, we certainly have experience in, in some of these outlying counties. Uh, moving, you know, northeast of uh, Columbus allows us a little access to some of the other counties that, you know, cut down on travel time, for example. So, you know, we, we've, we've gone up to Cleveland, we've gone down to Cincinnati. Uh, Columbus is actually that central, centrally located st- spot. So we're, we're well situated geographically. Excellent. Well, again, I like that you have, I mean, some pretty specific uh, goals for growth and you know, reachable and doable. And, and, and so I just like that you have that off the top of your head, kind of what you're thinking about uh, plans for moving, going remote. Obviously that's much bigger. Uh, our company, my firm was all physically in the area of uh, the building that I'm in now. And now we have, you know, over 20 employees and more than half are, are remote in other States. So, you know, yeah. uh, it's just changed a little bit, but uh, we got to keep the culture and, and still get right. together if we can and, and do things like that. But that's, that's really cool that you guys are uh, considering some of those changes. So uh, as far as managing, you said 240 or 246 or something like that, what, you yeah. know, what software are you using? What things are your tools you're using to manage all that? Huh. Uh, the biggest tool is collaboration. Are you managing um, all that? That's good. <laughs> yeah, we are, we meet as a firm, as a, a whole firm twice a month. I meet with my support staff twice a month individually. I meet with my associates twice a month. So that's where, you know, for, for clients, the, the you know, when court's virtual or via Zoom, it's much better financially for them. And, and honest, for us, we can appear virtually in any of the 88 counties. But when we, you know, last summer during 
the height of COVID, you know, it was difficult for us because we collaborate so much. We roundtable, we spitball, we talk strategy, you know, the associates uh, present us with issues, how ask us how we would handle it. So the way we stay on top of it, honestly, is meetings meetings and, and mini meetings, as you will, to talk through the issues and the cases. And there are so many procedural issues that the support staff have to keep up on, you know, following up on service, uh, following up on rescheduled court dates, following up on making sure the clients and all, all professionals who needed witnesses are, are not know where they're going and what they're doing, not to mention the underlying cases themselves and the legal strategy. So as far as software is concerned, we use Amicus Attorney as accounting software. We don't use practice management software. Family law cases, family law firms typically don't use practice management software, kind of a unique breed uh, how we do our law as opposed to other law firms. But email and, and in-person meetings is, is how we stay on top of things. We have a list of every client. We literally go through, we use different colored highlighters. <laughs> old school, we're old school. Yeah, hey, you gotta do what works. And I, you know, have the meetings, communication and, and going through each client is tedious sometimes, but we, that's what we do. It's really going through each situation, having those meetings. It sounds like you also have a lot of, uh, you know, more like one-on-ones with each of your staff members every month, which is really awesome too. Yeah. Yeah. So excellent. So yeah, a lot of like, uh, like personal injury firms, so they, they use like Clio, that seems to be a pretty popular right. case management software. But yeah, I just wondered, that seems like a lot of cases. So what is the average with the divorce cases there in Ohio? What is the average kind of uh, length of a, of a case? Well, so the Supreme Court of Ohio gives guidelines as to how long a case can be pending litigation. So obviously, if you have to bifurcate them between contested and uncontested. The uncontested ones are just paperwork, and those are not as stressful as the contested litiga litigated cases. And so a divorce with children in Ohio has to be fully litigated within 18 months of filing. Not all of them go that long, but that's your guideline. Without children is 12 months. All right. And then if you're if you're coming on a post decree, like an enforcement action or what's called a contempt, that's nine months. So those are kind of your three goalposts, if you will, when you're trying to determine what the maximum amount of length a case can go. They go much quicker also. The other thing that we found um, throughout throughout all of the counties during COVID was while it's, it was great that we it was more convenient for all of us to attend court remotely, it was amazing exponentially increasing the litigation and decreasing the amount of settlement of cases. Because what happens is when you go to court and you see your colleagues, you'll, you know, whether on the case you're there on or other cases, we're all there. You know, a lot of times we go back to the into the back rooms where, where the judges and magistrates are and we huddle around the coffee machine and we talk about our cases and, you know, getting that face to face time with your colleagues is so important, not only on a professional like colleague standpoint, but that's where a lot of cases get settled. You would be surprised. You know, a lot of lawyers are really busy. A lot of family law lawyers in this area are, you know, overworked, have a ton of cases and it's all it's a lot of top of mind. So when you see, uh, you know, opposing counsel or, or colleague, sometime adversary, you know, it reminds you that you have to talk to them about something or throw, you know, throw something by them. It's amazing where that conversation goes. So that ha that was happening so often. Uh, and then COVID hit. And then one of the counties, a very sort of progressive and forward thinking county, Delaware County, just north of Columbus, it's actually the fastest growing county in Ohio. They were seeing their settlement uh, rate of settlement decrease so much that they started mandating in-person settlement weeks in family law, which was the first time I had heard a domestic relations court doing that. But none of their cases were settling because None of the attorneys were seeing each other in the courthouse. Hmm. Interesting. I've never heard that before. So that's that's actually really interesting insight right there. I mean, uh, for us, did you, we're, we're in the office and we decided to come back. We were out of the office for a while, but we knew from a company standpoint, the interactions, the you know, impromptu meetings and things like that, where a lot of things happened and a lot of new you know changes came about. 
uh, were important. So, so obviously, if the course is shut down and everything goes going virtual, I'm surprised to hear that that was some of the outcomes. But with you and your firm, did you ever go home completely and, and send staff home? Did you guys stay in? I've, I've heard both sides from different firms, some that stayed and some that took a, a short, you know. No, we, we actually did a hybrid. We rotated. So okay. we had one attorney and one staff member here at all times. Obviously, our, our office, you know, we have all the attorneys have offices that are larger than six feet and have doors that close. So we were able to, to navigate some of the mandates, but no, we, we never closed. There was always someone here. We rotated. Love it. And I think, you know, so just like you just said with, you know, the lawyers or colleagues or adversaries, whatever, getting to see each other, have their side conversations, try to settle on a, a dispute or, or whatever it may be. I think, you know, same for your business, same for your, your firm. And if you're listening and you run any kind of business, it's your employees getting together and, and chatting or talking through something or reaching behind them to say, hey, can you do you have a minute? You know, I just felt like for us, a lot came out of that. Sometimes wasted time. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, yeah. hey, guys, you're, we're just bicker. You know, we're, we're chatting about something when we got work to do. But there's so many positives that come out of, I think, just being in the office together. And it's, you kind of made the same point where same for for court and and cases and and other things like that as well. So very interesting. Well, I've learned a lot about Ohio today too. Uh, (laughs) So what'd you say is, uh, what'd you say for like the most populated area in the country? So Franklin County where Columbus is situated is the most populous county. Cleveland is probably the biggest city as far as downtown skyline. But yeah, Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati, they call it the 3C corridor. Okay. A lot of people, a lot of business, a lot of innovation, tons of Fortune 500 companies all along the 3C corridor. So yeah, I, I sound like I'm, I work for the Board of Tourism for Ohio. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I guess, you know, if someone's running for office, you, you got to handle on that too, because you know all the counties and things. But uh, yeah, right. very, very knowledgeable about it. That's awesome. I'll have to do some uh, more advertising for law firms there in, in your area. It sounds like there's probably there's a lot. A lot. Of- <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah, try Cleveland is in the 80s and 90s. It was the legal and, and medical. That, that's those, those are the industries that it was known for. So. Awesome. Well, what's the best way for others that are listening, managing partners and attorneys that may be tuning in here now live with us or podcasts once that's ready? What's the best way for them to reach out, connect with you if they have any questions about your firm or uh, just want to learn more about you? Yeah. So the best way, I mean, email is the, the best way to get a hold of me. The law firm URL here on the screen at www.petroffloffices.com. My email address is RRP, Ronald Roman Petroff, RRP at petrofflawoffices.com. That's the best way to get a hold of me. If you want to call and schedule an appointment uh, for any potential clients or uh, out there, uh, 614-222-4288. That's 614-222-4288 is the office line. And my lovely staff would be happy to take care of you. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for sharing your story. And, you know, I got to learn about really, I mean, you guys, you know, you have a niche, you have a specialized, you have a, a plan. I like you know, your thoughts too. And honestly, uh, observations on kind of the impact of COVID as far as, you know, cases are concerned. So I think that was very interesting. So thanks for sharing that. And is there anything else you'd like to share? Anything exciting you guys got coming up with the firm? Just celebrating our 15-year anniversary here next summer and uh, looking to make a move out to the suburbs and expand the firm and onward and upward. And I really appreciate the opportunity to be on here with you. And I hope that you know we can we can work together again in the future. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing all that with us today. Uh, everyone listening, uh, check out episodes like this. Uh, Ronald's will be up on our website uh, soon as we get that edited. Right now, this will be on YouTube and LinkedIn as well if you want to check it out. Uh, but go to raylaw.com slash podcast. It'll be out soon. Also look for him on our social media as we feature him throughout the next few months. And of course, as always, if you need help with digital marketing, all we work with is law firms, just like Ronald's firm. You go to raylaw.com. 
reach out to me, just like Ronald. Got a question. You don't have to buy something from us or sign up, but you got a question, need help. Uh, we're here to help uh, guide you and answer any questions you have. So thanks again for tuning on. Ronald, if you want to stay on for just a second, I'll end the live broadcast and then we'll let you go on your way. So everyone have a good Tuesday, Tuesday morning over here. We'll see you later. Thank you. Thank you.